When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Dr. Peluso, Mondays in your ear. It's your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso. This is the Sharp Tongue Podcast, Dr. Peluso special. Like I said, I'm going to bring you guys some unadulterated, unadulterated, (laughs) unadulterated. Let me Google it. Let me Google the fucking word. Unadulterated, unadulterated. How do you spell adult? Yeah, unadulterated, not mixed with impurities. Well, I don't know if that's true. Without qualification, there we go. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, this is the unadulterated truth. That's that's what this is. Honestly, the podcast, that's what the whole thing is. Gross, perfect, pure, rigorous thoroughing utter truth unmitigated truth in your fucking ear from my unqualified doctorate to your much needed ears did I go to college for it no do I have a degree on the wall yeah from life you're goddamn right I have a degree on the wall from life where's your degree we've all earned some degree of experience Are you sharing it? That's what this whole fucking thing is for. We're sharing. I'm sharing my experience with you. That's what Dr. Peluso is all about. We've we've brought it from the Instagram page. I do Dr. Peluso every Mondays where I help motherfuckers fix their life from the mistakes I've made. There's your remedy, bitch. Experience. Okay? And like fresh experience. This shit's coming off the heels of my pain. You're benefiting from the heels of my fucking pain. I break an ankle. I tell you how to not trip on the curb. Theoretically. It's a metaphor. Well, I also split a groin stepping off a curve. So it's also literal. That took like almost a year to fucking heal. And yesterday I was doing some squat thrusts in my my living room. Yes, in my living room. I was working out and I felt that groin split almost start again. I was like, not today. Not today, bitch. I split my groin. I don't know if anyone out there's ever done this where you split your groin. It takes forever to heal. But that's neither here nor there. I'm here. You're here. That's all that matters. This is the Sharp Tongue Podcast. Thank you so fucking much for sticking with me through this quarantine through life. I appreciate you. Please leave us a review. Rate and review us on iTunes. It helps helps the whole cause move forward. Make sure if you want the exclusive videos to this episode and more, you go to Patreon. Join my Patreon club, The Fun Hoss. 
That's what I'm going to call it. The fun hoss. Kind of like <laughs> Lady Gaga's makeup line. Isn't her thing called like the hoss of makeup? This is the fun hoss. <laughs> H-A-U-S. The fun hoss. That's what I'm going to call the Patreon club. I think it's a fun name. Join the Patreon club for exclusive videos. Patreon.com forward slash Jesse May Peluso. And make sure you call me too. Call me. You can leave a voicemail. We can play the voicemail on the podcast. Just give me a shout. Give me a fucking phone call. The number is 513-916-0930. That's 513-916-0930. Give me a call. Leave me a message and I will play it on the podcast. You can ask me any questions, comments. However you'd like to handle that situation is all up to you. Give me a call. We'll play it on the podcast. And what else do we have? Oh, custom videos. Duh. On Cameo app. If you go to the Cameo app, you can book a whole bunch of people. There's celebrities. There's athletes. People in television, TV. I'm there. Go to the Cameo app. You can book me and I can make you a custom video for your friend, your coworker, your ex, your new boyfriend, your last girlfriend, your best friend. I can wish happy birthday. I can tell people to fuck off. I mean, whatever you want. Let's have some fun. Go to the Cameo app. You can book me. I will be making custom videos for my motherfuckers there. And this was a fun episode. I compiled two weeks of Dr. Peluso questions and advice and I almost got to every single one. Well, not really. That's That would be impossible. I've tried, guys. There's too many of you that are fucked up. <laughs> We're all fucked up, okay? Anybody who acts like they don't have some baggage has the heaviest motherfucking baggage. So this episode was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoy it. It's with Dr. Peluso. That's me. Let's not pretend like there's another person who's going to come in, but we're just having fun here, kids, okay? We're just having a good fucking time. I'm answering your questions. I'm helping you with your life. And you know what? Someone said, it's actually, it's actually really helpful. So there's that coming to you. Hot, full of advice and love. Dr. Peluso. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Jessie. Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. I talk about my dog sometimes. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Hey, people. It's your girl, Jessie May. This is Dr. Peluso. I just had to adjust the microphone. I know how sensitive this microphone is. Dr. Peluso, we're here. I'm going to be answering some of your questions from the Instagram story. I am a unlicensed professional doctor. <laughs> Look, I am a person who's lived a life. If you're like, why should I listen to you, bitch? You don't have to. You don't have to. Go ahead. Go find yourself another budget-ass doctor with your shitty insurance and good luck. But... 
I'm here to offer you unsolicited advice based off of my experiences. I've had five different relationships. I've lost my dad, have not had a pregnancy, have not had an abortion. Not that I didn't want one or need one, just haven't had one. But I've had a bunch of other shit happen in my life. I've seen a bunch of dicks, unwanted. Some are wanted. Most of them are unwanted. So I feel like I have lived a life that has given me enough experience to be able to give you some perspective. That's what this is for. We just want some perspective. So I'm here to give some perspective on your questions. So this is a runoff of my Instagram story, Dr. Peluso. Every Monday on my Instagram page, it's a lot of fun. You guys ask me a shitload of questions. Carlin, can you stop scratching in the middle of my production here? Carlin, thank you. Okay, my dog has extreme seasonal allergies. This motherfucker is itching like a crackhead. I have a company sending me some, some pet supplements to try out. They should call them supplements. Never mind. It was a bad fucking idea. I felt it the moment it left my mouth from my brain to my mouth. I was like, you should stop. You should, you should rewind what you're saying. Supplements. <laughs> See, I can't stop. All right. Let me answer some questions here. AJT Graham. What best, what best way to deal with the stress of work? I can't read. <laughs> AJT Graham, best way to deal with the stress of work. Mo money does not equal mo happiness. Well, the saying is mo money, mo problems. So yes, mo money, mo problems. But the stress at work, look, you really have to ask yourself, is the job I'm doing fulfilling me? And I know a lot of us don't have the, the luxury to ask that question, but seriously, ask yourself that. If you do have the luxury to, to make a change, make a fucking change. If your job is that stressful, if it's not fulfilling you and you don't feel like you're contributing to society or to, to people, if you don't feel like you're helping, get gone. Bye. See a job. That's been my, my word of advice for a lot of stuff. If it doesn't work, fucking bye. <laughs> See you later. But if you have to deal with the stress at work, I don't think it's as much as dealing with the stress as work at work as it is with dealing stress, dealing with the stress in general. I think you have to figure out how you best deal with stress. And if you're implementing things into your life to deal with that stress, you got to go jogging. You got to sweat it out every single day. Every single day, even if it's just for five fucking minutes, sweat it out. Focus on only exercising. I don't care if it's just running up and down your stairs in the hallway in your apartment. I don't care if it's sprinting with your dog down the sidewalk. I don't care if it's doing 100 jumping jacks in your kitchen while you're waiting for your eggs to fucking fry up. Whatever you can do, make it fucking work. Stop with the excuses. I keep licking my lips because I... My mouth is dry. I apologize for all the mouth noises. <laughs> I'll just make an ASMR cut of this. ASMR is that how you, is that audio audio st what what is that audio st <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> I have to Google it now. Aut autonomous sensory meridian response like I'm supposed to fucking hang on to all of those words autonomous that's a tough word to say autonomous sensory meridian response suck a dick suck a dick so 
hopefully you can implement some stress relief into your life. Because then at work, maybe it won't be so bad. Maybe the thing is, is that your job isn't stressful. You just haven't managed general stress, so it builds up and maybe it's released more at your job because you're not really doing what you love. Just a thought. Butcher Z1986. We know when you were born and we also know what you refer to yourself to as in the chat room. Best amount of time for sex. See, you're already approaching this wrong. Why are you putting a time limit on it? Just do it. It's a Nike slogan. Just do it. There's no best amount of time. Two minutes. <laughs> it depends on the mood, really. You have to feel it out. If you feel like you want to go slow, go slow. Take your time. Enjoy the ride. Go easy. Enjoy the sights. Look at the birds over there. Oh my God, doesn't it smell nice? It's so fresh. Why are we outside having sex? I don't know, because we're just here. We're just two people in a field. And maybe you want to wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Bend her over the stove. You want to whip his dick out in the kitchen? I've done that. Live your life. You're a grown-ass adult. Whip it out if you want to whip it out. And if you want to get a little bit more romantic... Take your time. Just take take your time and feel it out. There's no real best amount of time for sex. It really depends on what the situation calls for. What you should really be doing is going at it in the moment. Don't be like, oh, I'm going to have sex for an hour this time. You might not want to have sex for an hour. Maybe you won't. Maybe you will. So I would say before you say what's the best amount of time, I would say what's the best approach. And I think the best approach is to go with the flow. Go slow and go with the flow, motherfucker. Good luck. Let me know how it works out. Darren Brand says, bless up. Well, bless up to you. Bless up right back at you. Umberto Onza says, you're the hottest on earth. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you. I, I don't feel like the hottest on earth. I really... I really needed this today. I really, you don't understand, Umberto. I needed you. I needed you, Umberto. I wish I could just have a recording of you saying it. I wish I could just have a recording of you saying you're the hottest on earth. Just, and I just press play when I need to hear it. You came through, Umberto, in a really strong way. Miss Mermaid Rogers, my dad passed away two weeks ago. I'm not okay, but I'm doing my best. Grief. Grieving tips. Girl, I feel your pain. Here's the one thing I will say about grief. There's no right or wrong way to grieve as long as you're being honest about your emotions. And let me say, I'm so sorry. Uh, that's so soon, just before Father's Day too, I'm seeing from the date, because th these are from a couple weeks ago, these questions. There's no right or wrong way to grieve and it will hit you out of the blue it'll hit you in the weirdest times when you're not even really thinking you're thinking about him but something will remind you of him and you'll just be in a fetal position and really allow yourself to go through those emotions man or woman however you identify honor those grief emotions because they're the truest purest form of love it really is. It's it's just a reminder that there was love there and there still is love. And that the relationship doesn't have to end because they're gone. It just transforms. You find new ways to have a different type of relationship with them. And I know that might sound weird and a little, you know, 
I don't know, woo woo, but it's, it really is the way that I look at it. My relationship with my father isn't gone. It's just changed. I still talk to him. I know you guys have heard me say that. I still have questions for him and I, and I communicate with him in my own way. There's no, it's almost like the best amount of time for sex. There's no best way to grief. There's no right way to grieve. I think as long as you're taking care of yourself and your health, finding time to maybe write down your thoughts, I find a really beneficial, uh, I find a, a huge benefit in walking in the morning. It's the first thing I do. It's one of the greatest aspects of having my dogs is that they get me up and out of the house really early. We're, I'm up at early every day and we walk for about an hour. And I do a somewhat of a meditative walk. And it's a great way for me to work through any sort of cobwebs that might be lingering from the night's sleep or maybe some internal arguments. You guys ever have fucking internal arguments with people who don't exist or people who do exist? You ever have fake fucking arguments? I get all those dealt with on my walk. So if you see me, I am talking to myself. And then this bitch said this. And I was like, well, I know, bitch, right? Can you believe that she said that? There's nobody else. It's just me, Bunny and, and Chaplin and Carlin. But the walk is a great way to work out your emotions. So I would say, if you're not already somebody who walks a lot, you'll find, especially if you put yourself in nature, like a nice nature walk. You guys know I fucking love a nice nature hike. Just get high, a hike. Just zoot, zoots, magoots out in the greenery. Hello, saw my dad. Well, I didn't see him, but I felt him on a walk once. I think if you can get yourself out of your normal environment, and put yourself in nature and go for a walk. It's a really healing experience if you allow it to be. And that's the other thing. Allow yourself to heal. Don't fight it. It will come and it will surprise you and you'll feel grief in the strangest moments. But I promise you, you will never get over it. <laughs> I know you thought I was going to say I promise you it will get better and it will, but you'll never get over that loss. It's not meant to be gotten over. It's not something that it's not a hurdle. Loss isn't a hurdle. It's not, it's not something that you're meant to figure out. It's not meant to, to, you know, to solve loss is something you're, you're meant to experience and you'll carry it with you for the rest of your life. So as long as you do that with a little dignity, humility, and you give yourself the space to do that, you're going to be okay, girl. You're going to be just fucking fine. And hey, if you've got some free time on your hands, Butcher 1986 has some time on his hands and he wants to put his hands on somebody for a certain amount of time. So you could, you guys could get together and kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> Selvi. CC, I got cheated on and my heart broken. Any advice? Get back out there. Get some COVID dick. Get some COVID dick. Get some freaking No, don't listen to me. I mean, I don't... honestly, in in the in the grand scheme of things, in the best case scenario, getting back out there, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, some people are like take time. You've got to heal. It takes half the amount of time of the relationship to get over it. Fuck that. It's different for everybody. If it was a really long relationship and you need some time, you might need to eat, pray, love that shit out of your system. Seriously. If you feel like you need to eat food, eat food. If you feel like you got to pray, girl, pray. If you feel like you got to love, love. 
do what you need to do to get over it. Because getting cheated on, it's more of a reflection of you than it is them. And I don't mean it's your fault and you brought it on yourself. I mean that it's a great point for you to sit back and go, how did I contribute to this? How did I allow somebody into my life and how did I not know that this was going on? And, and in those questions, those are tough questions to ask yourself. And I'm not a fucking professional therapist and this might be terrible advice, but I, I, I look at any scenario that's been tragic in my life and I've asked, how can I learn from this? Did I contribute and how did I contribute to this scenario? Because it takes two to tango. And even though it sounds like he did the tangoing, was he maybe the wrong fit? Was he maybe not good enough for you? And there were signs early on that you just kind of shoved under the rug. You just kind of brushed them under the rug because you thought, ah, I don't know if I could do better. I'm only saying that because I've said that to myself. So this is just coming from the heart. Maybe you thought he was as good as it was going to get for you. And then this happened. And hopefully, maybe I'm wrong, but hopefully you're done with dudes like this. And people are like, oh, anyone can cheat. Mm, no, no. Anyone can cheat at a certain time in their life. But after your 20s, you probably should get the fuck over that. That selfish shit. That's some selfish shit. And there are grown-ass adults that do it. There's probably old motherfuckers in the, in the nursing home that's doing it right now. Probably with his wife that's on hospice, cheating with, on her with the nurse. It's a scenario. We don't know. It's just a scenario. But I think it's a great moment for you to learn about yourself and how you really deserve more than maybe you thought you did. So... Take it or leave it, girl. Like I said, this is some bullshit advice. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, Just Max Cat. Just Max Cat asks, how do you develop new habits? You know what? I just listened to this book on tape. I'm still listening to it, and I kind of go back and re-listen re to certain areas because it's so much to take in. It's called The Habit Loop, and I've talked about it before. I'll put the link on the description of this episode. I'm writing down a note to tell myself. But it really teaches you how to create new habits. And one of the main things is um, to really focus on smaller achievements, uh, keystone habits. Keystone habits are smaller changes that you can make to start to see development. And then you're encouraged to take on a new role in your life. So when you start to achieve smaller goals, your habit will change because you're getting rewarded for your behavior. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really an interesting approach to creating a new ritual for yourself and a new healthy approach to your life, whether it's you want to give up the habit of smoking or the habit of eating emotionally or the habit of drinking too much it's really possible to change any habit and willpower is a, a muscle that you can strengthen and learn how to manipulate in your in your benefit. You know, maybe manipulates the wrong word, but willpower is something you can learn how to really navigate and use in a way that it 
allows you to create better habits. You know, willpower isn't this thing that you either have or you don't. It's something that you can create for yourself and make it work for yourself so that you're creating new habits. And I learned all this from this book. It's called The Habit Loop. So for me, I, you know, cues are a huge thing for me. Things that are visual, visual cues are big for me, especially because I'm a visual learner. So if I want to work out, I'll make sure that I've got my workout, some equipment in the area where I can see it. If I want to work on my book, I'll make sure that I have my notes for my book out. So visual cues will cue you to start the routine, whether it's working out, whether it's writing. So, you know, for some people, if they like to eat junk food, maybe it's going to be a little bit more difficult. But if you start to just really throw out all that trash and make healthy food available everywhere in your house, just put fruit out, put some nuts out and you start to snack in more of a healthy way and not having that food visible anywhere could maybe help change your eating habit. You know, there's so many ways to make it work for you, but check out the book called The Habit Loop. It was fucking amazing for me and there are legitimate strategies to implement into your life to see realistic and real results. And actually, it, it, you know, the author really takes stories from actual businesses and different programs that already exist and shows how they implemented certain habitual changes to make things work. Like they talk about the 12-step program and how that's really just changing the habit from drinking to prayer. You know, you're the, in, in layman's terms, it's basically t- changing the, the addiction from alcohol to a new addiction, which is God. And I mean, shit, it sounds great. I, I luckily have not had an issue with alcohol, even though I've been day drinking in quarantine, <laughs> but it's possible. I mean, if you can give up alcohol for God, go ahead, girl, make it work for you. The habit loop read it. It, it really is. Um, it really has a lot of tools that you can use to, to help. Uh, let's see. J three, seven, five, Oh, 99% of my dumps breach the water. Is this normal? Why didn't I read this first? I, you've got to, I don't know. How low is your water? I need to know your water levels. You've made me raise my voice because I'm so perplexed. I really am so perplexed. It sounds like you're healthy. How much are you eating? I need to know how much you're eating and how high your water is. Because if it's a low water situation, maybe it's not really breaching. You just need to add some water into the pot. But that's all I'm going to say about that because you you really need to consult a real doctor. Because if you're if you're laying Loch Ness monsters all the time, sir, sir, get your colon checked, please. Um, Randy 402, do you get stopped a lot when you're out in public? Well, I'm not out in public anymore. No one knows who the fuck I am now because of the mask, but I would get stopped. Like every time I traveled, somebody would say something to me, usually a girl in the airport or at a restaurant. Sometimes they're too shy to say something gay guys once in a while. It's a lot of women and gay men, which I think is amazing, but yeah, I've taken selfies in airport bathrooms and bars and at Target, uh, Marshalls. So I've definitely been recognized. Not anymore because of this quarantine mask. Your girl is just kind of hiding over by the kumquats, which it's okay. But 
yeah, if you see me out in public, say hello, as long as I'm not like, you know, in a gynecology appointment. Actually, that kind of happened. Well, my, my OBGYN didn't recognize me. She was looking into my vagina, asking me what I did. And I told her I did stand up. And she said, oh, I'm gonna have to come see you sometime. And I was like, doc, I don't know if you could see any more of me than you're looking into right now. You're seeing it all. You're telling you want you're telling me into my vag hole that you want to see me, bitch. You're it's look, it's right there. There she is. <laughs> James Nick Wheeler. Just want to say thank you for all the advice. It's really, it's actually really helpful for me. I love that. It's actually really helpful. <laughs> that should be the the log line of Doctor Peluso. Doctor Peluso, actually really helpful. Actually, you know what, James Nick Wheeler. I am going to make that the log line. So thank you so much. Actually, really helpful is the funniest fucking thing. And it kind of sums it all up for what we're doing here. I'm trying to make life a little bit easier and manageable and beautiful and fun for you. Everyone, I think we deserve that, right? James Nick Wheeler is back. I put Dr. Jay Peluso as my primary care physician. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. Dr. Peluso. Make Dr. Peluso your primary care physician. That's right. Dr. P is your PCP. I don't have a PhD, but I've got THC. Come see me in my office and orifice. God, this, when is this quarantine going to end? So many more questions. Uh, let's see. Pete's IG account, funny name, is cereal soup. No. Yes? No. It's breakfast and it's dinner and it can be a snack and lunch. So no. But soup can be all those things. Soup can't be breakfast. So no, it's not soup. You can't eat soup for breakfast. That's fucking gross. Unless you're poor, that's survival. But you can't eat fucking soup for breakfast. So I'm going to say that cereal is not soup. I feel like I'm answering this like it's a test. I think I aced it. Adam H. Zambury. Things were going well with my lady friend. Then she ghosted. Do I move on? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we... Did we touch on this before? If somebody ghosts you, that is a gift that's a gift from the universe for you to wipe your hands clean of them thank god they did this and you didn't get married and they cheated on you down the road this isn't a red flag this is a gift this is a gift do not view ghosting as a red flag and then you start to continue to talk to them if they sprout up down the road no Unless maybe that maybe she got hit by a car. <laughs> Check the obituaries before you get rude. Make sure she didn't die. But then move the fuck on. Because if you allow ghosting, you should also allow yourself to go to a therapist. Because you're basically saying that you're not good enough for actual connection and for a return fucking phone call return my phone call uh uh oh my god that's so strange i'm alive i'm not a ghost yeah my vein is 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 pumping blood so why are you ghosting me bye bye that's what you say 
things weren't going well with your lady friend. You thought they were, but you were not looking. You were not looking. You were believing what you wanted to believe. And, and, and this bitch was like, peace. I refuse to believe that she went peace and there were no signs that she was going to go peace. I bet you there were signs. There's always some type of sign. You got to be open to it. Keep your eyes open. Not in like a panicky way, but being present allows you to be in the moment and allows you to see clearly. And one of the ways you can be present is to be at peace with yourself and to find your true authenticity. And the way to find your true authenticity is through DMT and mushrooms. (laughs) It's funny. It's the JB starting 16 weeks of daily yoga, no booze, no weed, no processed foods, any advice. Wow. Girl. I, I don't, okay. I get the no processed foods. I think you should refrain from eating processed foods as as much as possible. I do. I, I don't eat I check every ingredient that I put in my body. I, I check ingredients more than I check dicks. Like there's a, there's a, there is a deeper process into me vetting you to get into my mouth as food than there is for you to get into my body as a dick. I don't know what that says about me. I guess I'm still working through some things. No, I'm, I have a boyfriend who's got a very nice dick and we've, we've vetted it. It's vetted. Trust me. But in the past, ah, oh, but I'm checking the avocado nutritional facts. (laughs) So I'm here for the no processed food. I'm here for the no booze, even though I'm like, what's a red wine at 11, you know, but I get it. I'm not here for the no weed. I can't be here for the no weed. No, but I'll be here for you. I support you. I think a a complete detox is amazing, especially if you have if your intention is pure and if you're, you know, committed to it and if you journal and and you keep tabs and track of your evolution through this detox time in your life. But I think that 16 weeks is a long time, girl. Good for you. The rest of us are like, "Go ahead. Make it happen." If I can do that for a week, I'm like, I am a yogi. Please refer to me as the Dalai Lama. One week of fucking no booze, no weed, and yoga. I only did one online YouTube (laughs) yoga. (laughs) And I'm like, fucking downward dog bitch. Upward Dalai Lama. That's who I am. So good luck. My advice would be to really be mindful of how you feel and to document it, and to journal, and to record your feelings, your thoughts, and your emotions through the process so that you can see the benefits. And maybe write down your expectations before, and then what you learned from it afterwards. I just think documenting it would really at least give yourself uh, a way of gauging what you learned and what you were able to process through that time. Okay, um, let's see. Dog Boy 442 you seriously need to consider opening a roadside earwax museum? <laughs> I had a lot of earwax come out of my ear. 
I kept it for two weeks on my counter because I wanted to show my man when he got back from his trip how much wax came out of my ear. And I kept it for him him to look at. And he's like, that's fucking disgusting. And I was like, rude, but accurate. I am going to do an ear candling video to show you guys just how much fucking wax is in my ears. I don't care if it's healthy or not. I like to see it all get out of there. It's like hoarder. I love to watch it that show hoarders on TLC. I like to clean things out. So I'm just, I feel like I'm hoarding wax. So I'm cleaning it out. So I will post that video for sure. Once I do it again, my, my ear candles are coming tomorrow. Um, Jay Shalaka, Jay Shalakaka, Shalakaka, you're out of there. <laughs> Jay Shalaka, Chicago, you're out of there. Do you guys remember that from when, when nature calls Ace Ventura? Chicago, you're out of there. Okay, I did it three times, whatever. How did you get all that wax out of your ear? Oh my God, you guys are obsessed. It's ear candling. It's really quite delightful. I don't know if it's good for you. I do not know if it's good for you. I've done it two times a year for the past 10 years and 10 years, get it, years. I haven't really had too many issues. You know, I fly a lot, so I deal with the changes in (laughs) the changes in pressure. That's what that was. And sometimes I get like an earache, but I think I've always had that. So it works really well. You should check it out. Watch me be promoting something that's so unhealthy. I don't know if it's bad for you or not. There's, there's, you know, conflicting arguments. People debate both sides. And I haven't noticed any negative effects. Watch when I'm 80, my fucking ear falls off. Uh, Sarah C. Ryder, ear candles, dangerous to do alone. They can be dangerous to do alone if you're clumsy, if you can't sit still, if you're not good with fire. It's best if you hold your head and lay down and let the candle burn straight up away from you. Also, I think that actually pulls the wax out a little bit better. It That straight vacuum and it uses the gravity as opposed to you being on your side and having the candle out this way because gravity is, you know, uh, vertical as opposed to horizontal. So I think if you lay with the candle horizontal, it doesn't work as well because you're not going with the effects of gravity. Again, I barely made it out of high school. So take this with a grain of fucking earwax. (laughs) We have, uh, let's see, did I get to today? Okay. We have today's questions and a couple extra questions from fans that DM'd me on my IG. This comes from Wes Greco. He says, here's a question. Wife just up and left me. Doesn't want me, doesn't want to be with me. I'm a confident guy, but what's your opinion? Do you go out and start throwing the D immediately or play it cool till it feels right? I bounce between both options, but don't know what's best. (sighs) Listen, Wes, um, I think I said I wasn't going to say your name, but I said your name. I apologize. I can take it out. I'll probably take your name out. Your wife just up and left you and doesn't want to be with you. Look, as hard as this is, I'm going to say do what you feel. If you want to go out and start sowing your oats, go fucking sow those oats, which I don't understand that phrase. How do you sow oats? They're so small. I know it's probably not a literal translation, 
I gotta Google it. I hate wondering. I'm, I'm a fact nerd. Ben Glebe and I were talking about this today. He corrected something uh, I said, or I retweeted. He's like, hey, you know, that's not, that's not what that was. And I was like, son of a bitch. What does it mean to sow your oats? It means to have sexual relationships, particularly when they're young. But where does it come from? Okay, the phrase dates back to 16th century Europe and most likely refers to a form of weed or wild precursor to cultivated (laughs) oats. I couldn't get the word oats out of my mouth. Well, that really, that was really an unsatisfying reveal of a cliche, but Wes, go sow your oats. And if she just up and left you again, it's a, it's a gift. She didn't cheat on you. She maybe had a change of heart. And as hard as that is, I think people are allowed that. I kind of give props to her to being like, I'm done with this. As opposed to just dragging you through some loveless relationship. Would you really want that? Would you want to spend your days and your limited time on this earth and in this physical life with somebody who doesn't reciprocate you and your feelings and your emotions and have any sort of real focus and and drive into the relationship? You wouldn't want that. So go sow those fucking oats, just not with her sister or her cousin. Unless she did you wrong, then fuck her mom. But you didn't hear that from me, okay? And this is even playing field because we got your name on the podcast now. So don't you go fucking, don't you go to TMZ. Don't you go to TMZ. Go to T-I-T-T-Y right down the street. Just not her sister, not the family or friends. You got to, you got to sow your oats in a different pasture. But by all means, if you feel like you need to get out and do something and hang out and meet people, do not feel like there's some set time for you to get over a relationship. Or some set way. Same thing with grief. There's no right or wrong way to do this. There is a wrong way if you're being unhealthy and you're doing consuming things and being a little bit too uh, careless with yourself. But as long as you're being safe and considerate and legal, go do what you have to do. She is. So why wouldn't you? <laughs> you know what I mean? So I hope that I hope that helps you and you know I I know you said you're a confident guy confidence has nothing to do with this and it's okay to be insecure and it's okay to feel vulnerable and the fact that you reached out and even said something really to me says that you are ahead of the game because you're able to like put your ego aside and be like hey I'm kind of feeling like unsure and it's okay to feel unsure And especially as a dude, it's so hard to come to those realizations and to let yourself be vulnerable. So bravo, Wes. You're going to be fucking fine. I have no doubt in my mind. The next question comes from another fan, Jasmine Katana. Hey, I'm a big fan of your comedy. I'm 20 and I'm from Germany. I recently started doing an open mic and it's going pretty good. Do you have any tips for a young comedian who is trying to make a career out of it? I'm still a student as well. Wow. First question, how are you doing open mic in COVID times? Who's in the audience? How I, is that working out for you, girl? What do you got? A bunch of bratwurst in the audience? I don't know any other German things. Clogs, beer, cans of beer, mugs, growlers. Don't you guys have growlers? I think that one of the most important things to consider as a young comedian is your content, what you're joking about. 
Make sure you're joking about something that's authentic to you, your story, your parents, your mom, your dad, your background, your upbringing, being from Germany. The way you think, feel, and dissect things is so unique to you. So talk about that. Don't try and emulate anybody. Everybody does that when they start off, so it doesn't matter me telling you not to. We all emulate a form of comedy that we enjoy because that's just how we get started. It's only natural, but make sure you're talking about your experiences because that's what's going to be funny. Tell a story about your dad or your mom growing up. Everyone can relate to parental stuff. Tell a story about like a crazy way your mom reacted to something sometime and 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 maybe a story about how you feel about a certain scenario. How do you feel about the world right now? Just keep it real and, and, and speak to your experience in life. And I think you'll be just fucking fine. Um, let's see what else we got here. Julian Ross Rolson. Are you all right? Not getting to perform because of the COVID. I think I answered this on the Instagram, but I am not okay. I miss it a lot. I've been, you know, cracking jokes in the grocery store line through a fucking mask and it's just not the same. So I can't wait to get back on the road. Hopefully I can get back on the road soon, but I do miss it and I'm not okay. No, I'm not fucking okay. I have to be honest. This is the longest time I've gone without doing stand-up since I started stand-up. So it's been a little fucking brutal. Thank you for asking, but the podcast has kept me sane. This outlet has really helped me feel connected to you guys and feel like I'm contributing and helping. So I appreciate you so fucking much for listening and, and, and downloading and sharing and all of that stuff. I, I honestly literally can't do it without you. I could, but be really fucking boring. So thank you for all of it, for all of your support. Hula Burl. No thanks for that name. I'm just kidding. I got scotch bonnet spice on my dick after cooking. I need to learn how to medicate to escape this hell. <laughs> That's just so fucking stupid. I'm not even going to, I'm not going to get into that. I can't. I can't. That's so dumb. Oh my God. Ina Mayag. That's a cool name. Ina, Inama? Inama Yig? I'm probably butchering your name and I apologize. Ina Mayag. Ina Mayag. Well, in your egg. It sounds like it's in my egg. I don't know if how, how to say it. So bless bless me for trying and I apologize. <laughs> what do you do when you're feeling depressed? You're probably depressed just listening to me try and s- pronounce your name besides smoke weed. P.S. I love you so much. Girl, I love you too, even though I can't say your name. Ina? It's really pretty. I feel like it's so beautiful, but I'm butchering it. When I feel depressed, I thought about that today. I remove myself from the environment that I'm in. I think a shift in your your immediate view is an important thing to change your mindset. So if you're in your apartment, get out, go for a walk. Movement is really vital to mental health. And, you know, to touch base on what I was talking about earlier with my morning walks, my morning meditative walks, they, those really ground me for the day. And it's not like I don't have things throughout the day that sort of come up and and noise that I'm combating, but movement really helps. And I was, you know, I had a, a phone call today about something that was a little difficult to talk about. And, and before the phone call, I decided to get out and move. I rollerbladed, motherfuckers. That's right. I got rollerblades. I'm not scared to say. I'll rollerblade the fuck around this town. I love to rollerblade. And it helped me sort of, it, it just 
untangles your thoughts a little bit. And with depression, there is clinical depression, but there are mild depressions that can be uh, remedied with just some really basic implementations of, is somebody's monitor going off? Oh, my potatoes are done. Wait, my potatoes are done. Hold. Speaking of health, eating healthy is really important too. Hold on. I got to get my Sorry, guys. My potatoes were done. <laughs> I just ran away to get my potatoes. I think mild depression can be combated with exercise, eating healthy, which sometimes requires planning and prepping, um, making sure you're getting enough sleep. Sleep is so vital to your mental health. I've really found a new love for resting and I try to take naps. It's really hard for me to rest and take naps, but I force myself to lay down and try to shut my eyes for a little bit. Anything you can do to sort of slow down and that sense is really good for you. But when it comes to feeling like anxiety that's associated with depression, get out of the house, get out into sunshine. You know, we need that vitamin D. That vitamin D is, is a hormone that regulates so much in our body and a lot of it is, is um, effective in mood regulation. So make sure you're getting enough vitamin D, both kinds, if you know what I mean, all kinds. Cat uh, Sam says, my boyfriend bought an OnlyFans subscription. What? No. No, no, no. And all you guys are like, hater. Yeah. I'm sorry. But if you have a girlfriend, you don't need an OnlyFans account. But also, girlfriend, you know, sex is a thing. So make sure you guys are having, like, a realistic conversation. Maybe he's feeling unsatisfied. Not that it's your job to satisfy him. But if you're uncomfortable with him having an OnlyFans account, then this calls for a conversation. You guys need to have a communication about this. It's making me itchy just to think about it. But you definitely need to have a conversation I'd be like, hey, so what's up with the OnlyFans account? What are we doing here? Maybe he's not communicating something that he feels he's not getting. And maybe you're not communicating something you feel as well. So I think it's a really good moment in your relationship to express your discomfort with it. And be like, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> not like that. This is all for fun. You need to find healthy ways to communicate. And harnessing your anger and learning how to transform that into something useful is a tool that you must learn if you want to be able to be in a relationship and communicate and feel heard and actually learn something from one another and move forward and evolve. But for the fun of it, fuck him and this OnlyFans account subscription. But also, are you sucking that dick? But on the side... His sexual satisfaction is not your responsibility, but a communication needs to be had between the two of you to understand what each other's expectations are. Maybe he's expecting something that you're not giving him, but he doesn't know how to communicate it, so he's getting it elsewhere. Maybe he's expressed to you what he likes and you didn't listen because you refuse to accept the fact and reality of what you've been dealt and you're trying to make it something else and you're not noticing red flags that don't work for you and don't work for what you want out of a relationship, but you're unable to communicate that. Communicate it. 
And if you need to get a therapist involved, then I highly recommend doing so if it's worth it. If not, bye, bitch. Plenty of fish in the sea. Obviously, he bought a subscription for another one. I mean, what the fuck? Girl, I feel your pain. Woo, I'd be heated. Nicole's, Nicole's and Doval 59. Boxers or briefs? Mm, Not boxers, right? Gross. Who's wearing boxers? What is this, a Tom Hanks movie from the 1990s? Why are we in boxers? (laughs) It's really weird, but I also don't want those weird teeny European underwears that make their butt look nicer than mine. I don't want like a weird sexy under. I don't want my guy in like a sexy European bathing suit bottom. I like the ones that are tight and long. I think those are leggings. <laughs> Box this bitch said boxers or briefs. What? Oh my god. Sir nasty one. If I pee out of my penis, then do I put po- Oh god. Then do I poo out of my penis? It's stupid. You can't poo out of your penis. How would you clean it out? That's a dumb question. Oh Disnal chemist. Odis Odin Sol. Odin Sol chemist. Man, whoo. My reading comprehension is brutal. Should you tell someone you love them regardless of the situation? I say yes if you're okay with them not reciprocating that emotion. And I say yes in general because why not be true to your heart? Life is too short to not be true to your heart. So if you love somebody, let them know. And if they don't love you back, they weren't the ones. And you can move on. You'll, you'll probably experience a little bit of pain, but there's a lot of people in these questions that seem to be experiencing similar pain. So maybe I can connect you guys. I can play like a little matchmaker situation. But tell them. And if it's not reciprocated, cool. Experience those emotions. Do a little bit of self-excavation and, and maybe wonder why you're falling in love with people who don't love you back. Not that it's your problem, but maybe there's a pattern of you loving somebody who doesn't love you because maybe you feel like you really don't deserve that love. And that's something to be dug up. That's something to be excavated for you to do a little, uh, you know, soul searching on. So good luck. And I hope they love you back. But if they don't, there's plenty of coochie in the poochie. <laughs> so stupid. That was dumb. I'm sorry. That was really, really dumb. Chai dude. What's your number? Ha 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 ha. Our past. Not a question. Just have a sugar addiction and need motivated to get healthier. Need motivation to get healthier. Look, sugar. Let me tell you, here's motivation for you to get healthier. There is a direct connection between an excess of sugar and Alzheimer's disease. There's a direct connection between a lot of sugar and dementia, and there's form of forms of it that's known as diabetes 3, I believe, because there's such a direct delineation between excessive sugar intake and the degradation of the brain and the neurological damage that's done to the brain due to all of the sugar. Sugar is brutal on your body. Sugar is a poison. Sugar should be man. It, it should be legislated the same way that cigarettes are, are dealt with. Sugar is so brutal. It causes so many diseases and so much decay in our body and our brain. Irre, complete and utter brain damage. And it's a fact. 
It is a direct fact that sugar is that bad for your body. And we need a little bit of it, you know, because our brain, that's what our brain consumes, but only a little bit, only a little bit, and not in these overly processed forms, these terrible chemical sugars. And, and honestly, it's, it really is a, a difficult thing for a lot of people. A lot of people have sugar addictions. If you listen to, if you want to listen to my episode with Dean Del Rey, he talks about his sugar addiction and how he had diabetes and how he learned how to eat healthy and what to do to get himself out of that scenario. But honestly, girl, if death and the possibility of you getting Alzheimer's won't scare you, I don't know what will. <laughs> but I do realize the difficulty of changing habits, especially of something like sugar intake because it's so highly addictive. You should also check out the Habit Loop book. I'm going to recommend that to you as well. And I think you might find some tools you can implement into your daily ritual that will slowly wean you off of that sugar. Godspeed, girl. That shit is treacherous for you. Treacherous. Um, today, uh, oh, sorry. Stacy A. <laughs> today is five years since my best friend left this planet. How should I celebrate her life? I love questions like this. I think you should celebrate her life doing something she would have loved to do. And that way you're doing it with her. Even though she's not here in this physical form anymore, do something she would have loved and keep yourself open to the moment and really enjoy it. And maybe you'll see a sign of her. Somehow, some way, you'll find something on the ground that reminds you of her or maybe her favorite bird will fly by or you'll pass a car and somebody will be mooning you and she used to do that to other cars. Whatever it is, do something that she would have loved to do and and I hope that you feel her presence with you. I really do. Um, let's see. Coley baby, what's the most important thing you've learned during quarantine? That's a good question. I've learned the importance of peace and the importance of slowing down. I'm a really fast person. I'm a fast talker. I'm a fast thinker. I'm a fast worker. Um, I travel a lot in my past. I've traveled a lot. So I'm always in constant flux. I'm always waiting for the next thing. I'm always in anticipation of change and I'm really adaptable. I've learned the value of slowing down, the value of having a home routine, the value of taking time out for myself, the value of relationships and, and my relationship with myself. I've really learned a lot about myself in this time. I've dealt with a lot of my trauma. I've taken time to really excavate uh, pain and triggers from the past, things that trigger my trauma. I've taken a lot of time to understand why I react certain ways and really try to be mindful of how I'm talking to myself. Because I, I don't know if you guys heard me on Rogan, but I do talk to my cells. And I mean just I talk to my whole being. When I'm saying my cells, I mean I talk when I talk to myself, I'm talking to every piece of my body down to the microscopic cells that make up the very fabric of everything that's me and I thank them and I express gratitude and I try to breathe a positivity into my body and breathe in love for myself and love for my own existence and gratitude for my body in this life and it sounds again woo woo 
but I too, I truly believe in the power of thought and how a single thought can dictate your day and can either ruin your day or reward your day. So I think if you start your day, even if you have a bad thought or a bunch of bad thoughts in the morning, at least implementing things to manufacture those thoughts into something beneficial for you is a way to deal with those bad thoughts. So I don't think not, I don't think the answer is to not have bad thoughts. I think it is to make sure you're processing them. So I, I, I really have learned how to talk to myself healthier and how to have a real conversation with myself and how to heal myself, which is so fucking powerful. Not that I am a Scientologist. I don't think I can like, <laughs> I'm not like Tom Cruise. Like, did you get in a car accident? Let me put my hand on your forehead. I've got healing juices that come out of my palms. It's more of just a, a general awareness and a gratitude for life, which I think is a healing way to think about yourself and a healing way to speak to yourself. So that's pretty fucking invaluable. I think that's a good thing that I learned. Um, Scotty324, my, my wife wants, <laughs> I can't even read this. Scotty324, my wife wants me to fist her and I'm not sure. <laughs> Rude. Scotty, but accurate. I get it. It's a lot. I mean, she just wants a Rosie the Riveter. Wow. Good for her. How long have you guys been fucking married? Wow. Maybe it's time for a fist. You know, instead of these little annual gifts that we get each other during our anniversary years, you know, it's like, oh, the second year is paper and the third is is sage or whatever the fuck. How about a fist? You've been married 15 years? A fist. 25 years? Two. Two is better than one. So I think maybe your wife is just asking for what she's owed and it's a fist maybe that fist will get you through the seven-year itch it's a seven-year fist <laughs> i'm a doctor you should listen to me allegedly just kidding i'm only a doctor on, on ig i'm not really a doctor totally totally terrible advice but you should take it fist your wife you're welcome <laughs> let me know how it works out I really want to know. I want to know what love is. I have a whole joke about fisting, and that just reminded me back when I was a comedian. Oh, gosh. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sky Films Media. Dr. No Girl is as funny as you, so I will never find my dream girl. Yes, you will. If your dream girl is a funny girl, there's plenty of funny girls out there. You'll find your dream girl. And maybe you shouldn't think of it as a dream girl. How about just a girl that treats you well? You know, maybe that's a problem. Maybe you've set too high of a standard for yourself and the dream girl is unattainable. Because let me tell you, your dream girl's going to wear a shitty bun and she's going to fart. And I don't know if that's going to shatter your dreams. Maybe that's not how you envisioned your dream girl, but a lot of us dream girls are in sweatpants every day with no makeup and no fucks given buns. And sometimes smells come out of our buns, both of them. And you still have to love us. <laughs> So maybe you should lower your standards and raise your self-love and your self-worth and you'll find that you don't really need a dream girl. You just need a girl who can treat you well and a girl who knows who she is. So good luck. Keep your keep your eyes open and your heart open and your butthole shut because that's stinky and gross. Outdoors, man. When can we actually watch the movie on Bong and Movie? Uh, 
two episodes came out. Thank you for asking. You said Bing and Movie, which is a totally different show. Bong and Movie is up. Our first episode was Battlefield Earth. Our second episode last week was Pineapple Express. And this week, I'm not sure what we're watching. I'm recording tomorrow, so I'm still accepting suggestions. Email me at jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail. You can tweet me, hashtag bong and movie, hashtag bam. Send me your movie suggestions. I want to know what you guys would like to watch with me, but it's on my YouTube channel, jessiemay, uh, youtube.com forward slash jessiemay. So definitely check it out. It's a movie companion show. Every week, a new movie we can watch together. And I do like a director's commentary and it's a lot of fun. It's one of my favorite things to do, get high and watch movies. So please, please enjoy it. Um, KCZ. What's a nice way to tell a guy you aren't just a booty call? A nice way? A nice way? That's the problem. Your girls have been too nice for too long. That's why you're a booty call. You've been too nice. And in turn, you're not really being nice. You're being mean to yourself. Why? Because you don't want to be alone? Why? Because you don't think you're worth more than a booty call? Why are you just a booty call? My question is, why did you allow yourself to become a booty call if that's not what you wanted? Because now you're a booty call. And you want to know a nice way to tell the guy you aren't just a booty call. I'm giving you a tough way to tell yourself that you are worth more than that. And this is a, a hard way for me to tell you that you need to have a serious conversation with yourself and how you're putting yourself out there with a man or woman or whoever it is that you're in the booty call scenario with. But some miscommunication happened because obviously that person thought that's the way it was. There were some mixed messages sent, but you just made assumptions or you didn't fight for what you yourself believed you deserved. And now here we are, you're a booty call and you want to know what the nice way is to tell the guy that you aren't a booty call. I'm not going to give you that advice. It's too late for that because that's what you are. What you should be is talking to yourself about how to not become a booty call again. And that comes with a lot of work, self-love, asking yourself why you became the booty call in the first place. And maybe, maybe you want that. And that's okay. If you, if you want to be a booty call, that's fine. If you don't want the emotional commitment. But to not demand what you desire out of a relationship for yourself. I don't mean demanding it from another person. I mean demanding it from yourself first, because if you don't demand it from yourself first, you certainly aren't going to get it out of a relationship. It's impossible. It's impossible for you to get something from a man that you yourself don't give to yourself. So instead of us figuring out a way, a nice way for you to ask or tell this guy that you aren't just a booty call, let's figure out a healthy way for you to have a conversation with yourself on how to not become one. And I believe you can do it. If that's what you want, and maybe you're crying right now, maybe you're like, fuck this bitch. Maybe you're like, damn, she's right. Whatever your reaction is, if you're having a reaction, it's good because it means I'm connecting with you. And I bet you there's a, a few bitches that are like, damn, damn, I got to switch some shit up. You need to switch some shit up. I'm not a professional. I am not a therapist. I am not a doctor. I'm a bitch who has lived a life and I've lived a life on one side of not thinking I was enough. And thank God I'm on the other side of that. Now I know I'm enough, but it takes a lot of time, energy, effort, money, hours at therapists and commitment to yourself to get there. So 
Let's find a way for you to start to have that conversation with yourself. Let's have that nice, tough conversation with yourself first on how you got there. And then you might need to say bye-bye. Bye-bye to this booty call guy. It's just not your life anymore. So I think instead of you finding a nice way to let him know you're not what you allowed him to turn you into, maybe you should find a nice way to let him know it doesn't work for you anymore. Because you can't convince him to change the scenario you allowed to happen. That's my opinion. I could be wrong. This could be the worst advice ever. But I truly think that you will have a healthier and more fruitful life if instead of you asking him to accept you for something else, you start putting effort into yourself to become the woman you deserve to become. And that's where I'm going to leave it. You know, Dr. Peluso has sweet potatoes roasting in the oven for her. All of you guys are my sweet potatoes. It's my favorite vegetable. You guys are my sweet potatoes. I appreciate you so much. KCZ, let me know how it works out. If you need some help, DM me, girl. Okay? Shoot me a DM. Let me know how it went. And, and, and maybe we can figure it out together. But thank you guys so much for listening. Check out the Bong and Movie Show on my YouTube page, Jesse May Peluso, youtube.com forward slash Jesse May Peluso. Um, if you're watching this on Patreon, thank you so much for your patronage and becoming a part of the Funhouse Fan Club. If you aren't on the Funhouse Fan Club on my Patreon page, subscribe to Patreon. You can watch the video, all exclusive videos there all week long, patreon.com forward slash Jesse May. And remember, Dr. Peluso is there for you every Monday on Instagram story. My IG, giving you free, unsolicited, tough love advice on how to handle life. And what did we say? It's actually really helpful. <laughs> Thank you guys so much, man. Keep living, keep loving. You're worth it. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.